What's up? You're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. I'm your host, Amanda Costco. Thanks so much for tuning in. I know I say this in almost every episode, but I'm really excited for my guest today. She's a fashion tech entrepreneur who just raised $5.6 million in funding for her startup, Bods. She counts celebrities and activists like Carly Kloss as her investors. Now, this is a story born on the internet, and as my guest will explain, Carly Kloss actually reached out to her via Instagram. She's the real deal. Of course, I'm talking about Christine Marzano, the CEO of BODS. So what the heck is it? According to their website, BODS is transforming online shopping into a personalized and immersive experience that is inclusive and fun. The future of fashion is fit, not size, they say. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know that the challenge of fit for apparel e-commerce is something we talk about a lot. Just last week, we spoke about another fit tech startup, also celebrity-backed, that's also doing something similar. As I've been saying for a long time, there will be many companies trying to crack this code as there's lots of money in removing friction from the online shopping experience. But what I think makes BOD so special is Christine's background in Los Angeles and the film industry. I think her perspective is really unique, and so I'm ready to share it with you now. Today's podcast is sponsored by 3DM. The future of fashion is being built right now in 3D. 3DM is the fastest way to build, manage, and publish high-quality 3D assets. Whether you're selling apparel, accessories, or footwear, 3D assets are the best way to engage the customer of tomorrow. 3D assets can be used to level up your e-commerce site for augmented reality and even to walk into the metaverse. To learn more, visit unlimited3d.com. That's unlimited3d.com. So, Christine, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. So there's a lot of companies right now trying to solve the problem of fit for online shopping. What do you think makes BODS different from the rest? Well, I mean, I am the CEO of BODS, so I think we're the best, and that's what makes us different from the rest. But I also think that there's just a lot of different players that are approaching it from different ways and and from, from different angles. And I think that the way that we're doing it is the best in that it... It basically takes into account the wants and needs of the fashion companies and at the same time takes into account what the limitations are and everything else of the tech at this point. So I think that, you know, there are lots of people out there that are using AI for fit. They're basically putting on a 3D garment over photos and and saying that that's a version of try-on. And it is try-on, but is it actually giving you any information about fit? No, not really. If you're a tall person, you're a short person, that dress is going to hit you in the same place on your leg, no matter how tall or short you are. It's not really taking into account that much 3D space on your body. Whereas I think what we're doing is really taking into account those places of your body that do affect fit. Breasts, hips, butts, everything that when you try on a garment, you're like, oh, this doesn't really work here. This doesn't fit. You're getting to see that in real time as the customer on the website. And I also think that, you know, what we've built is is sexy. It's cool looking. It, it fits with the experience that the customer is already expecting when they go to a luxury fashion website and it doesn't feel disjointed or techy in a way that's off-putting maybe to a customer that isn't used to tech or, or doesn't necessarily want to engage with tech in a way that they feel that they don't understand when they're just there to have a, a fashion shopping experience. 
Yeah, because some of these tools that you mentioned that assess size, they feel rather quantitative. So it's like, enter your height, enter your, you know, your age, enter, it's asking for all these data points in a very robotic way. And so can you walk us through how BODS works from a consumer perspective? What are the steps that you need to start using it? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we're quite quantitative as well, but the whole goal with BODS is to not let the customer know that it's a techie quantitative procedure. We want it to be seamless and fun for them. So when a customer signs into BODS, they either upload two images from which we are pulling tons of measurements and data points using computer vision and AI. And we also do ask for height, so we can we can add that into the algorithm. And then we're pulling tons of sizing from the, the brand's tech packs, which is how we create the garments. So we still are using a lot of data to figure out how that is actually going to fit you, but you as the customer don't necessarily know that. The other thing that I think is really interesting is that you can use a bod across brands. So right now, when you're going onto all of these different websites, you're being asked those questions every time you sign into a new brand site. So if you already answered those 17 questions about the last time you bought jeans on one site, you have to answer them again when you get to another site. Whereas with us, you make your bod once on one site, you go to another site, you agree to share your data with them, and then your bod immediately appears and you can start shopping with that. So we're getting rid of what I think is a an annoying barrier to you even using half of those quantitative size sort of options that are out there. Yeah, and that's when I think technology works so beautifully is when it feels like magic, when you don't see the kind of man behind the curtain, or in this case, the woman behind the curtain. So I'm interested to know the language that you used there was really interesting. You said when you make your bod. So if I'm making my bod, I'm wondering what type of adjustments or customizations can be made because it's not actually a scan of my body. It's a kind of doppelganger of it, or it's a fit match or a fit twin or I don't I don't know the language that you use let's say I have a body difference can that be built into the equation yeah absolutely so right now we can have the customer make adjustments to cup size to shape and location of the breasts shape and location of the butt where and we'll be rolling out as we continue to grow more and more exciting customizations that are, like you said, body differences, tattoos, things like that, to really customize the the body of the customer. Oh, that's so cool, because then it reminds me of what's going on in like gaming and you know, avatar customization, which I want to talk about later on, is this concept of an avatar when it comes to shopping. So one of the other customizations that I think is really important too is skin tone. So right now we have over 54 photorealistic skin tones that the customer can choose from. It's definitely the most that we've seen in any customer-facing avatar creation tool. We based the 54 skin tones off of the Fenty foundation color range, and we're constantly adding more. And I think what's really cool about that is that when you normally go to any of these gaming avatar creation tools, you're given the choice of, I don't know, max five colors that you can choose from. And here we're really allowing the customer to get in, choose the color that truly represents them, modify the body, even though we're maintaining the accurate measurements to also make sure that it represents them so that at the end, you really feel like, okay, this is me. Let's start trying on clothes and see how they work. And then the onboarding process from a retailer perspective, I mean, it sounds like there's just so many data points that you would have to plug in in order to get this up and running. So can you walk us through what the pipeline looked like when you were working with New York-based label Katie recently? Sure. So 
We can work with brands that either have 3D assets or don't. Some brands right now are building 3D into their pipelines already. And so they're, some of them are already creating 3D assets when it comes to garments that they have within their collections and others don't. And we can work with either. For you know, the example of Kate, she didn't have any 3D assets already in her pipeline. So we created all of them. And basically what we require from the brands are their tech packs. Lots of people ask, well, why do you need the tech pack? That seems really complicated. The only way you can truly tell a customer whether or not something is going to fit them is if you know what the actual specs are of that garment. If you're building a 3D garment off of a photo, you have no idea what the specs actually are of that garment. So it works for things like sunglasses or bags where you just really need it for scale. But when it comes to garments, you have to know what is that garment made of? What is the composition of the fabric? What, how, you know, how many inches is that slit? How do you grade that garment from size small to size extra large and do things like the slit heights change when you're wearing a small as compared to wearing an extra large? So we need the tech packs. We incorporate all of that data and all of that sizing data into the 3D assets that are built. And then outside of that, we ask the brands for a few photos of the garment or if they have any photos of the fabric. Sometimes if they even have fabric swatches, they send it to us. And that's pretty much it. It's not a huge lift on the side of the brand. We don't need the actual garments to be in our hands at any point, which is, I think, a lot of times a bottleneck for brands. They don't have the piece in-house. It's out on a photo shoot, whatever it's doing. So we never need the actual garment. We just need the tech packs and some photos. Yeah, because without the tech packs, it's like you don't have half the equation. Exactly. And I think that that's a big reason why when, when people talk about fit and try on, if you are not using that information, you cannot accurately be determining fit. There's no way that it's actually possible. Yeah. And I think that's really, I've been watching this landscape for a really long time now. And I think that's what's going to separate the companies that sink versus the companies that swim is the ones that are understanding the importance of accuracy. If you're actually looking to solve that challenge that we have in e-commerce, which is high returns or multiple orders and things like that, you need to be looking at this as a data problem, not an approximation problem. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think that what we're really looking to do at BODS is keep everything, I mean, I think the, the response to our brand and the response to the experience that we launched with Kate, we've had inbound from almost every single fashion brand. And the response has been that it is high quality, it's elegant, it looks amazing, and customers want to interact with it. And I think we want to keep it high quality and also highly accurate, and that'll keep customers coming back to use it again and again. Absolutely. And so how did you catch the attention of Carly Kloss? Well, so that happened organically, actually. She came across our experience on the Kate site, created her own bod, and then DM'd me personally on Instagram. And at first I thought I was being trolled by some fake Carly Kloss account until I realized that it was actually her. And she basically said, I love your product. I've tried it out. I like, we need to talk. When's a good time to talk? Let's set it up. I, I want to know more. I, you know, I think that this is the future. So it was actually really cool that she came across it organically and that it actually made an impact on her after having tried the product. 
as a customer and as a really tech savvy customer too, right? Exactly. And I think what's also kind of cool about that is, I mean, I was a model as well. So that was where I started my career in fashion. But as a model, you would think that you already kind of have a pretty good idea of your sizing. You can sometimes guesstimate based on what the other person in the photo is wearing, what size you would be. But yet the this tool was still useful to her, even though let's say a model has way more information about their sizes, about their measurements, about everything else than your average customer would. It was still useful. Yeah, that is a really important point. If you're gonna have anyone stress test the technology, then I think models are, <laughs> are a good one. Um, and so she was a part of your recent raise. What are your plans with this recent round of funding? You started with Kate as a sort of pilot project. Where have you gone since then or where are you planning on going? So with regard to the raise, we are earmarking the majority of the funds to increase the size of the team and to hire. So we're in the process of doing that right now. We're also building out even more brand partnerships. We're working with a lot of brands right now, internally testing our solution before you launch a massive integration on a large brand e-commerce, you have to internally test it. So we're in the process of doing that right now. And in terms of the importance of avatars and digital twins, we've been hearing a lot about it in the gaming space, in the metaverse space, but what do you think is the future of, of, of the avatar and the digital twin when it comes to online shopping? I mean, I could probably guess what you think, but I'd love to know your thoughts on where this is headed. Well, I think what's interesting is the way that people use the word metaverse right now. And I think they use it to think of something completely different than what we're doing. I think that the BODs experience in itself can be considered a metaverse experience. You're taking your avatar, it's completely interactive. You can try on different clothing. You can complete full looks. You can change shoes, change bags, all this other stuff. So in and of itself, it's actually, it is a fully 3D interactive real-time metaverse experience. You can then, going forward, export these bods, these garments, everything else to other metaverse experiences. You can export them to AR, you can export them to VR, you can export them to XR. Any experience that will take a digital asset, you can basically export our things too. So I think the future of online shopping is meeting the customer where they are right now. So using our experience within you know, Web2, which is where a lot of the fashion customers are right now. I think you see a lot of these sort of metaverse experiences that you don't see a ton of engagement from, from fashion customers. The ones that are working are ones that are already in games that have huge followings and that already have a really active fan base. And in there, you already have a, a people who know how to use it and they're working in it. When you see a lot of these sort of newer metaverse integrations that are purely focused on fashion, the actual amount of people that are using them and trying them is quite low. And I think that the reason for that is a lot of them are not native gamers. They don't understand how to navigate that space. Even just using the keys to navigate a 3D space is a learning curve. So I think the easier you can make it and the more you can meet the customer where they are and bring that, them on that journey, to the metaverse, whatever that is going to be and look like and whoever the winners are, whether it's hardware winners, whether it's software winners, whether it's platform winners, if you can bring them and be the bridge for that journey, I think that there's something really powerful there rather than trying to get everybody 
to adopt something completely new right now. So I think what BODS is doing and my goal for BODS is we had women use the Kate experience that were in their 20s and we had women use the experience that were in their 60s. So you're really getting a cross section of age and people talk about inclusivity all the time. But if you look at a lot of these sort of metaverse experiences, you don't have anyone over the age of 30 that's really using them. So how do you attract these people, not have them be afraid of what's coming and what's the future and bring them on that journey and sort of handhold them while you're going there? I think that that's how I see the future of online shopping and how we will go from web two to web three. There has to be a bridge to get there. People are not, most people, there will be early adopters, of course, but a lot of people are not going to just dive in head first. Totally. I think that's really well said, and I love the idea of you being a bridge. And from a brand perspective, also, it seems that there's a lot of stuff being thrown at the wall in terms of metaverse experiences, experimentations, but it all has to do with marketing and advertising, and it's not necessarily related to the e-commerce experience. So as you were talking, I sort of formulated the title for this episode, can e-commerce be a metaverse experience? Because I think that's a really great question that you're that you're posing there. Yeah, I think it's really however you, you define it. And I think right now it's such a new space that, you know, the definition is still being made. So why not come at it where it's also like this, this can be a metaverse experience in itself. And the more that we can have, you know, communities interacting around it, or maybe more than one bod coming in and, and interacting at the same time as someone else, this is all stuff that can happen in the future. But does it necessarily have to live on, let's say, Meta's platform or someone else's in order for it to be considered a metaverse experience? I think it's an interesting conversation to have. Well, it has been a very fascinating conversation, Christine. Thank you so much for your time. And how can people follow you and stay in touch? So we're on Instagram. So we're at bods underscore Inc. on Instagram and Twitter. We're at bods on LinkedIn. Uh, you can do a Carly Clostid and DM me <laughs> if you really <laughs> want to get in touch. But um, yeah. Sounds great. Thank you so much for your time. We'll put all the links in the show notes so that folks can uh, connect with you. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. That was my conversation with Christine Marzano, the CEO of BODS. What a cool company. Definitely one to watch. To learn more about BODS or any guests we have on the show, check out the show notes. You can also see the blog entry that accompanies this episode on electricrunway.com. Just click into podcasts. That's also where you can check out all past and future episodes of the show. You can subscribe to the Electric Runway podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you have an idea for the show or know a startup we should feature, write to me. I'm Amanda at electricrunway.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at electric underscore runway. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future.